for joining me here on Welfare Daily. I'm Amy Lane, and you're listening to the podcast show where we share clips from longer episodes on running and wellness. Coming up, you'll hear a clip from an interview with celebrated author of Born to Run, Christopher McDougall. In it, Chris takes us back to his own running journey, and it's a lovely listen. He shares his epiphany, and I just love it. So listen to this show if you've ever doubted if you're a real runner or you just want a bit of inspiration today. Here's the clip. When I began researching Born to Run, I was not a runner. I was a guy that was always injured, didn't like running. Did you, were you running at all? Because I think it's funny when people say they're not a runner, but they are running. It's like when it's like people thinking that they're not a runner unless they're training for something, or they can go out and they can run a ten k or a half marathon. Isn't that something? Yeah. It, one of the and I, here's the thing about it too. I, I I love to point fingers and throw a lot of blame around the world, but I think unfortunately, like the running shoe racing monopoly that running has become has created this like ghetto of people who feel like they're not runners. Yeah. And you hear all that apologies all the time. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a real runner. Yeah. But I honestly, I, unfortunately, I think it is, I like to blame everything on the running shoe industry. Why not? You know, <laughs> but I feel like they, they created this thing where you have to have the right shoes and the right gear and you have to be training for a race and you have to have the right time. And if you're just, you know, some jaboni like me that just wants to go trot around in the park and feel good, well, then you're not a real runner. So I was not a real runner in the sense of like, I literally was not running at all. Right. And the reason why was because, you know, I tried to do a little bit of training and it got hurt and I would go see doctors and they would kind of give me the eyeball and say, dude, look at your size of a refrigerator. You're like a refrigerator with shoes. You shouldn't be running. It's bad for the body. (laughs) That impact is bad for your body. It's bad for the joints buy a bike. And I, that makes sense. So that was it. So for years, I'd not run a step. And I suppose you were always trying to fix the, like, the symptoms rather than the actual problem in the beginning. But no one ever said that. Right. No one ever said that there was a fix that did not involve artificial remedies or orthotics or change the shoes. Mm. Oh, I see. Well, you're an overproninger. You need a motion control shoe. You need the, you know, the midfoot this or that. You need to go to the bewildering wall of shoes at your local running shoe store and stare at those 150 things and figure out which one is going to solve your problems. Nobody ever said, change the biomechanical input first. Change the behavior and change the outcome. No one ever says that. The first guy I met out of the box, before out of the box, I happened to meet Eric Gorton, uh, the guy who coached me. And I had met him for a completely unrelated magazine assignment uh, for Men's Journal in Denver. And I told him, hey, there's this tribe. He's like, well, I know the Tarabata. I know I know all about them. I'm like, dude, I don't even know about them. And I'm writing about them. <laughs> And he was very familiar because he's, he's a student of all, of all things running. And um, I said, yeah, I think these dudes like run around like these, in these sandals. Like, oh, yeah, the Warachis. You know, the, the Warachis of the Tarahumata are very famous. This guy's way over my head. But he said, look, man, running is about running form and no one ever teaches that. So I was lucky right out of the box that the guy I met who started me on this process is all about running form. But the way he coached it was by watching me. And then what he was prescribing was actually uh, speed drills. He said, if you sprint, you can't run wrong if you're sprinting. Mm. If you do repeats of like a 30-second thing. And actually, I, I talk about this in Running with Sherman. Because when I revisited Eric, I said, hey, dude, now I'm running with a donkey. He's like, back to basics, brother. Back to the 30-second drill. But here's the situation. I had the good fortune of having a guy right in front of me look at the catastrophe of my form mm. and guide me. But who else has that? And so later on, after Born to Run came out, in the book, I say, you got to run barefoot or as if you're barefoot. 
And the obvious question is, well, how do I do that? Yeah. And the problem is that motion does not translate very well to print or words. It's very hard to describe emotion. And, you know, the, the best example of this is uh, Danny Dreyer, who has chi running. So he has this very famous piece of advice. He says, uh, when you begin to run, bend forward from the ankles. Now, I've actually watched demonstrations where people, you'll get people in a circle and say, okay, now, now lean forward from the ankles. If you get 30 people, you will get 30 different people interpretations of that. So that's the problem. So you're just trying to instruct people in a movement, but you're trying to use words and they're processing the words. But, so the 100 Up was invented here in Great Britain. And it was a guy, I forget what his actual profession was, but he stuck inside all day. But he became a world champion runner. And the way he did it was this exercise called the 100 Up. Essentially, all you're doing is running in place and bring your knees as high as your hips and making sure you land on the same spot, shoulder width spot. And the thing about it is if you're actually running in place, you, it's hard to run wrong. You can't land on your heel if you're running in place. Uh, you can't, if you lose your balance, you go off your marks. Yeah. So only later on when people are asking me, well, how do I do it? And then I discovered this old drill called the 100 up. And that's when I began talking about that. Thanks for tuning in to today's Welfare Daily. Remember, if you like the show, then you can listen to the full episodes here on Spotify. And please don't forget to rate and review so other runners can find us too. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.